Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Before we get into our story, let's see what's occupying our hero. Say, McGee, what are you using that pencil and paper for? I'm glad you asked that, kiddo. I was just getting ready to draw me a few plans for a fence I'm going to build. I shouldn't wonder after that last one you put together. <laughs> Some fence. You just forgot to include the gate, that's all. Live and learn, I always say. I guess you got to make plans, though, if you want to get a thing done right. Well, now, dearie, isn't that especially true when it comes to life insurance? You're doggone right it is. That's why, folks, the Prudential's famous dollar guide is just about the best friend a man ever had. This little device helps you see right off how much your family will need to get along on if you're no longer here. How much for groceries, clothing, a roof over their heads, and a college education for the kids. And how much money you'll need to retire on. Well, tell the folks how easy it is to get the dollar guide. Just call your Prudential agent and ask him to bring over a helpful dollar guide. He'll show you quicker than a wink how you can guarantee your family the kind of future you've always wanted them to have. Want to listen in on a fascinating telephone conversation taking place right now at 79 Wistful Vista? The man at this end says, What are you talking about? Who ain't got the brains of a 12-year-old kid? You ain't got to. Who's that on the phone, McGee? Oh, yeah? You should talk about a great brain. That head of yours looks like a peanut on top of a blubber mountain, Big Tub. Oh, Dr. Gamble, huh? What's the trouble this time, for goodness sakes? Just hold the insults a minute. Hold it a minute, hip-stabber. I want to explain to Molly what happened. It's nothing, Molly. As usual, I stopped off at his office to take him to lunch. You know, just to be friendly. Yeah? While I was waiting in his private office... I was checking over a project he's been working on for the you last... Th- I was working on. I was working on a few books. I did not break it. It fell apart. Oh, McGee, you should not fool with those delicate instruments in the doctor's office. No wonder he's angry. Well, he don't have to say I haven't got the brains of a 12-year-old kid. Oh, for heaven's sake. Instead of arguing with him, why don't you apologize? After all, if he spent three months on that project and you broke it, you owe him an apology. Uh, an apology won't help. All that work ruined. All right, all right. Stop crying, fatso. Look. Just bring everything over here. And if I can't fix it so that Ferris wheel turns like it did before I fooled with it, I'll buy you a whole new erector set, okay? Well... That's the way to... What? Erector set? You mean... Yeah. I'll be here all afternoon, George. You just bring the little pliers. I got a few extra girders. We'll fix it. I should have known. Okay. Bye. Honestly, McGee, you two are just impossible. Imagine. Imagine him saying I haven't got the brains of a 12-year-old. You both act like 12-year-olds, if you ask me. Get the door. For this, I came all the way in off the back porch and left the water running. Heavenly days, the laundry tubs. You want a mop? No, I made it just in time. Okay. I'll see who's... Well, hello there, Teeny. Hi, mister. Hi. Hi. You mind if I come in a minute? (sighs) Boy, you sure are loaded down with heavy school books. Yeah. It's, uh, it's three o'clock. School just let out. Well, here, I'll take them. Hmm. Hmm. History, geography, arithmetic, sentence structure. Are these all yours? No. 
No, I'm carrying him home for Tyrone. Tyrone? Tyrone Hippobrander. Oh. He's my new boyfriend. Oh, he is, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he let me carry his books home today because he has to practice with the team. Well, your boyfriend ought to hire himself a horse, big lummox. He ought to be ashamed having a little girl like you carry those big heavy books for him. You know something? You got a thought there, mister. <laughs> I'm bushed. Well, I don't blame you. You leave these books here, Teeny. Tell Tyrone to come by here and pick them up if he wants them. What grade's this guy in, anyhow? He's in uh, 6B. He's a much older man, of course. Mm-hmm. 12. Oh, 12, huh? Tyrone is 12. 12 year old kid, huh? Yeah? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sure. Everybody's 12 in the sixth grade, mister. Oh, is that so? Well, I'll leave the books like you said, only he'd be careful with those papers in there. Those are his exam papers, Mr. McGee. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Hmm, his exams, huh? How, uh, how'd he make out with these exams? Oh, he got the highest marks in his whole class, I betcha. He's smart, Tyrone is. He's high man in the sixth grade. High man, mm-hmm. well, that's mm-hmm. very interesting. Well, you just leave this stuff with me, and on your way out, stop in the kitchen. Mrs. McGee's got some cookies there. Hey, Miss McGee. Hey, it's me, Teeny. Boy, am I hungry, so if you happen to have any cookies or anything, I'd sure <laughs> like to have them. Boy, oh boy. So, this is the exam a 12-year-old kid takes, eh? And Tyrone got the highest grades in the whole class, eh? Hmm. This gives me a great idea for making old Doc Gamble eat his big fat words. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, when he walks in with that erector set and starts making wise cracks about how I... There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. What do Viceroy's do for you that no other filter tip can do? Do for me? Do for me? Yes, ladies and gentlemen... What do Viceroy's do for all smokers that no other filter tip can do? Here's the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. You're right. The flavor does come through smoothly, easily. For my money, Viceroy's taste even better than cigarettes without filters. Next time you hear the question, what do Viceroy's do for you? that no other filter tip can do. You know the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. Smoke Viceroy's. Get 20,000 filters. Get richer, smoother flavor. There you are, Doc. What'd I tell you? Ferris wheel runs like a clock. Well... Is everything satisfactory now, Doctor? Well, I guess so, Molly. But I wish you'd make him leave my things alone. Gee whiz. Now, McGee, you leave the doctor's things alone. You hear, Mommy? Ah, he's a big crybaby. If you'll pull that plug out of the wall for me, Molly, I'll take my Ferris wheel and go home now. Just a second, George. Hmm? There's one more little matter I'd like to clear up while you're here. What? For quite some time now, you've been making snide cracks to the effect that I ain't got the brains of a 12-year-old kid, right? Right. Okay. Molly, if you'll kindly just hand me those books over there, we'll prove something right now. Hmm? Oh. Where'd the books come from? Teeny left them here. They belong to a kid named Tyrone Hippelbender. Tyrone Hippelbender? Yeah. Kid by the age of 12 years old, Doctor, which you're always claiming I'm not a smartass. 
Stuck in this book here is a set of exam questions. Exam questions? How would you like to compete with me, Dull Dome, and settle once and for all which one of us is the stupidest? What? You mean take a sixth grade exam, you and me? Exactly. Let's have a showdown on this thing. Let's find out who's not as smart as a 12-year-old around here. Oh, that's a silly Let's idea. Let's see that test. Go ahead and look. The answers ain't on there. That, that's just the questions. The answers are on a different piece of paper. In the book. In the book. The answers are in the book. Hmm. What is the longest river in North America? Name the largest bodies of water that touch the United States. Multiply one and a third Come by... Come on, quit stalling. How about it? We take the exam together? Okay, why not? Sure. I'll admit there's probably a lot of sixth-grade stuff I've forgotten, but why should I worry about competing with a juvenile delinquent who never even saw the sixth grade? Get him a paper and pencil, will you, Molly? I'll work over here at the desk. I already got my paper and pencil set up over here, on the desk. Well, this all looks pretty silly to me, boys, but okay. Here's a pencil and some paper for you, Doctor. Sit there at the table. Thank you. Now, remember, remember, this will settle it, Pats. When I beat you, no more cracks about me not being as smart as a 12-year-old, okay? You just get a passing grade, Eggface, and I'll bow to your improved mentality. All right, let's get started now. I'll be the teacher, and this is our classroom. Okay, that's Now, right. boys, before we begin, no whispering, no kicking. Okay. And above all, no spitballs. So stop chewing the corners of your papers and buckle down, the both of you. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Now, here's question number six. Ready? Uh-huh. Ready. If a train leaves New York for Chicago and is traveling at the speed of 80 miles an hour, and a train leaves Chicago for New York at the same time and is traveling at the speed of 90 miles an hour, at what point between the two stops will they meet? Yes, McGee, you have your hand up. Yeah. Are they both on the same track? You didn't specify. No. They're on different tracks. Oh, different tracks. I believe that's in the railway regulations. When trains are going toward each other, they have to use... Ow! He hit me, Molly. He hit me with that paper clip. That's the third time he socked me. Take that rubber band away from him. Make him cut that out. Doctor. Yes, ma'am. Now, question seven. Who invented... Well, well, Molly, how'd we make out? Yeah, did you finish mocking the papers yet? Well, just about. I have to look up this last answer. You know, that was interesting, McGee. It's surprising how much you forget when yeah, you Yeah, well, haven't... come on, Molly. I'm anxious to... There fight. we are. Well, 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 how do we do? How do we do? Did, did I beat him? Are you kidding? No, dearie. I'm sorry. Dr. Gamble won. What? Doc won? How could he win? Superior intelligence, Sonny. Ah. Your mark, doctor, was 63. Eh. 63, huh? How could he win? He couldn't win with a 63, Molly. I must have got a lot higher than that. What did I get? Honestly, sweetheart, I don't like to say it out loud. What? Your score, I am embarrassed to admit, was 42. 42? <laughs> Why, how could it be 42? <laughs> hey, you better check them answers again, Molly. I know I got more than 42. 90 or 95 is closer, or maybe even 100. <laughs> I checked them very carefully. What makes you think you got 90 or 95? I know I did, because Tyrone Hippelbender took the same exam, and, well... <laughs> I, I copied my answers right off of his paper, and he got the highest marks in the whole sixth grade. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? You mean to tell me that you... That's right. That's right, Dr. Oh. Gamble. Tyrone got the highest marks in the whole sixth grade, I betcha. Forty-two, that's what Tyrone got. Huh? Sure. <laughs> Boy, is that ever a dumb sixth grade. <laughs> Forty-two Tyrone got, and he was high man. 
I'll take his books now. <laughs> well, Doctor, it looks like you'll have to take back what you said about McGee not having the brains of a 12-year-old boy. Huh? He has got the brains of a 12-year-old boy. Oh. <laughs> Tyrone Hippobender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Ever heard a worm turn or an oyster laugh? Ever heard the incredible noise made by a jet plane near the speed of sound? You'll hear them on Monitor. Monitor is NBC's new radio program that is so big, so different, that there's no way to really describe it. You'll have to hear it to understand that Monitor is an innovation in radio listening. The big eight-hour preview of Monitor will be heard Sunday, June 12th. Then, on Saturday, June 18th, Monitor will begin its first all-weekend broadcast. Imagine a show that starts early Saturday morning and continues until late Sunday night. That's Monitor. You may hear a complete two-hour Broadway show, or an interview with George Goebel, or you may find yourself listening to how Paris sounds in the spring. Wherever you are, in the car or at home, Monitor NBC. Of course, your old friends Fibber McGee and Molly and the Great Gildersleeve will be heard Sunday evenings as usual. Be sure you hear Monitor. Hey, what are you sitting out here on the porch for? Dinner's ready. I'm waiting for the evening paper, kiddo. It's never been this late, but I don't... The Gazette? Why, that came two hours ago. I brought it in myself. Huh? Well, my gosh, I asked a kid playing out in front here if our paper came yet, and he said no. Who was the kid? Tyrone Hipplebender. Well, that figures. Come on in. Yeah. That, that kid ain't bright. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you back tomorrow for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Join Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.